What is happening, my friend? Hello, it's been a month. Well, don't say that. Oh, why? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe people don't know. Uh, I think they've known every week for like four weeks. Oh, you've been waiting to say that and throw us under the bus, but people don't know. People don't care. Well, that's good. I mean, if they if they didn't miss us, I guess that's uh, that's something to consider. <laughs> but for those of you that did, it's good to be back. It's good to be back. Good to see you, Dr. Watkins. Thank you. Uh, I'm looking forward to having an intellectual conversation with you today. <laughs> you're looking good. You're feeling good. You're walking straight. I am feeling good. Everything's good. Um, medically speaking, everything's good. As far as you know. <laughs> so I, I'm going to let Travis off the hook. I uh, There was a medical procedure. You guys hear about most of this most of the time. So um, this week, uh, most of us older guys are going to have it uh, sooner or later. So it's no big deal. It's a colonoscopy. So, I mean, some radio people have actually done that live on the air. Well, I thought that you said they put you out. They did put me out. Yeah, they did put me out. If you like if these radio people did it live on the air and they were put out, wouldn't that be illegal? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like you're 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 under uh, what's the shit they gave you? Well, I think I think they led right up to it or something like that. I I don't know. I could be wrong because you could do anything at that point. Maybe it was a prostate exam or something. Right. I don't know. What what's the shit they gave you? Propofil, right? Or, the, or, the Michael Jackson fun drug. Right, but it was that. Um, so you had it like in an IV, mm-hmm. and was that how he was taking it too? That, I, remember the fucking doctor? I think he was drinking it out of the vial. Right, because remember the doctor, <laughs> he got arrested because yeah. he left it, you know, he unattended. To, and He went to jail. That's right. Yeah, yeah I got convicted of, uh, you know, whatever. We just, yeah, he was negligence, yeah, right, negligence. for leaving the, yeah. the drugs out. Yeah, I actually, I, I go, so uh, what, uh, what, what are you going to give me to put me out? She goes, oh, propofil. I go, oh, the Michael Jackson drug. She goes, yeah, but not unsupervised, not unattended, right. uh, not self-medicating. That's the second uh, Michael Jackson reference I've heard in a week. A, a buddy of mine said to me the other day, his knee was hurting and he was going upstairs Michael Jackson style. I didn't even know what that meant. And I, it was over a text. And I texted him back and I said, what, what? diddling little yeah. boys up the stairs? What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell does that mean? So with those drugs, I mean, like even with Advil, I could barely get the jar open. How the hell was Michael Jackson getting it well, and and drinking it or whatever he was doing? Oh, <laughs> well, the doctor was giving it to him. It just wads of it, like on demand, you know. Um, you know, there was so much. Time, I'd almost forgotten all was that, about uh, that. What the hell was his name? The doctor? Yeah. I do not remember. Is he He's in jail, right? He's out. He's out now, but he did go to jail. Right. So I remember that. There was a trial. He got convicted. A lot of people thought it was wrong, but, you know. Come on. I mean, the guy's dead. I mean, if that's not negligence, what is? Because that's one of those drugs where you got to keep upping the dose, right? You take it and you feel good and whatever. But you you took enough to actually put you out in one jab or whatever they gave you. Well, you know, they had an IV in my hand, which was uh, just hardly hardly any mark left at all. Um, Yeah, it was like the guy goes, hey, uh, uh, this is going to come on pretty fast, so I'm going to say goodbye and see you on the other side. And then that's it. I said, okay, and that's the last thing I remember. That's how you want it to be. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because I'm laying there with an open back hospital gown on my side, (laughs) right? And, I, you know, just waiting for them to bring in all the 20-year-old nurses and everything else. You should have put the gown on backwards. I know, (laughs) They couldn't get in there and get to you. (laughs) Yeah, that would be great. When they open, when they pull back the cover, <laughs> hey buddy, this is on backwards. Right? Do they check that you think before uh, they have to like roll you over to the bed? Well, I mean, you know, if it's it's it'd be obvious was on backwards. Yeah. So <laughs> the whole thing was actually they were really super nice people. So they were very, uh, you know, I think that uh, they 
they have this is all they do it's a it's a uh, what do they call it it's a it's not a hospital so it's a surgical center so any kind of surgery that you can have where you can go home immediately where you don't need to remain hospitalized like an outpatient they, they can do there yeah and there was no stairs so uh, you were good there were no stairs oh my god um so just before uh, well during our absence there was uh when i got back from vacation um there immediately following my return from vacation there was a trade show um, this trade show was held in a two-story building with the whole trade show on the second floor. So uh, then these hassles had both, they have two elevators, both out of order. So Isn't that illegal? Was, Isn't that ageism or whatever I you call know, it? Man. That's a, the Against the Americans with Disabilities Act. You know, I drive all the way up to Montebello, and I almost fucking turned around. You should have. Yeah, I should have said, hey, you know what? I got a flat tire on the way here. Can make it. See you. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it was perfect. Um, uh, yeah, so but work has been uh, great. I went to Hawaii while while we were gone, and uh, as, you shouldn't have come back. Neither should you. I know. So, and that's not why. I, well, it is sort of why one of the, that's one of the contributing reasons why we kind of had a, a little lapse. Well, and as soon as I got back, I got COVID. There you go. I wasn't going to put that out. Yeah, there. Why not? Yeah, why not? We're all going to get COVID. I don't know. I'm working hard at not getting it. So well, far, all so good. Through, I mean, all through this whole Unless crazy. you give it to me right now. I know. I was going to ask you <laughs> if uh, we should screen ourselves this morning. But that's the thing. The screenings are not really accurate, especially I'm assuming I got the Omicron variant. Yeah. I guess that's what they say is they around. Say it's 99, 90, over 99% of all cases now are Omicron. So it, it totally overtook the Delta variant. So, yeah. Which is a good thing. And I, I was, um, I felt at peak vaccine protection because mm-hmm. I had just gotten my booster about four weeks before I was exposed. And I, and so I, I was notified that I was exposed and it was, you know, direct exposure and it was a group of us during mm-hmm. training and uh, it was two days later. So my exposure happened two days before felt fine, was notified two days after the fact. And then about two days after that, I started feeling pretty shitty. And all the symptoms mm-hmm. seem like what you're hearing about with this variant, you know, sore throat first, and then it was, you know, body aches and chills, and then uh, a fever developed, you know, you don't lose taste or smell with this one, and then you round it out with a dry cough. That's what I hear. A lot of people uh, doesn't get don't have much respiratory effect at all. Right. So. Well, I mean, but all the all the, I tested negative on the home test like three times before you went positive. Yeah, before I after you were informed. Yes, and I eventually took a PCR test, but I didn't even need that because everybody else in my group was feeling shitty. Everybody else w- tested positive. They were, and I wasn't going to get tested. Right. I'm like, well, I just I know I have it. You know, look, can you think? Of, I mean, this was like what your your activity was like custom made for trans transmitting COVID. You guys are. In close contact, everybody's, you know, straining physically, working, you're breathing in as deep and hard as you can. I mean. (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, like we have said, I've I've not been trying to get it for the last two years, and I haven't. Right. And so, but that's the other thing they say with this particular variant, it's. It spreads that much more did easily. It, did it occur to you that 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 activity might be putting you at a, at a higher risk of contracting COVID? Oh yeah, from the very beginning, and that was you know have the conversations with the wife about you know you don't know 
you know who you're training with, but you don't know what they do and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and go back two years ago when there were no vaccines. And again, right. I wasn't trying to get it, but right. I wasn't going to stop my lifestyle. Right, right. So was there any I told you so from the wife? Yeah, it was not a good week <laughs> because I gave it to everybody. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry to laugh, but yeah, that's uh, that sounds like a terrible. I mean, there's nothing I there's nothing I like less than I mean, I look, Debbie is usually right when she tells me something and so um but yet still when it comes out that that I disagree with her about something and yeah. then she's proven right, I really don't like it, so. Well, and again, you know, you you bring it home, so in order Ugh. and 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 I was at home for 2 days before I knew I was exposed, so you know, I'm with my kids, we're playing, we're, you know, having fun, so I'm rubbing the covita all over them <laughs> without even knowing it. And then it was like dominoes. So, you know, by the time I started getting symptoms and then a couple days later, it just, it just hit everybody. So, so you didn't move out of the house or anything like that once you you knew about the. The only time I left was to go do the PCR test. Oh, wow. Did you guys talk about it? Like, hey, should I go to a hotel or did that never. The damage was done. But you know what? I, I, uh, I was like, should I wear a mask? You know, and I, which is. In the house? In the house, which is so dumb. And you know me, it's, it's not that I'm anti-mask. I mean, I will and do wear one when I need to, although I think it's dumb. Yeah, but that kind of close contact, I mean, you every, you and the, the kids and the other people would all need to be wearing like N95s and still keep your distance. Because, right. Because, you know, they're not airtight. So. And, and the damage was done. I mean, at that point, it was already, we, yeah. we had been close to one another. And the kids were like, you know, bummed out because they, they understand. But, you know, they're like, well, just whatever, Dad, let's just get it over with. <laughs> But the shit thing is, and this goes back to what what we've talked about and what I always say from the very beginning, the reason that I got it and we all got it was because a person came to our gym who had been exposed and wasn't feeling well and had already taken a test. And so the, Why the hell did he do that? I, I don't know. And then it was and so we got the message that uh it was actually a female and that hey, so and so, you know, wasn't feeling well and, and uh This is a co ed class. Yeah. Co ed strangulation. <laughs> we don't have any prejudices. What is this? Professional autoerotica? It's <laughs> not as erotic as what you were doing the other day, my friend. Uh oh. Well, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> With your little uh, bottom end exploratory procedure. Oh, my God. That's, there's nothing erotic about that. <laughs> the good news is I don't remember a goddamn thing. Yeah. So it's perfect. Feel nothing. I don't either. I have COVID brain. So I'm like in a fog. Yeah, tell me about that. Is that lifted? You said you were you felt like you were in a fog. Well, the biggest thing is, um, I mean, so listen, I was vaccinated. I was boosted. I'm guessing that that helped me not, you know, have as, as severe symptoms as I would have otherwise. I don't know. But the fatigue sets in and you just like, I remember one day, I think the day I took my test and it was like the peak of feeling shitty. I was sitting on the couch and then. I remember I told Megan, I said, uh, hey, the lights are going out in my head. I'm just going to go to sleep. <laughs> my head just was so heavy, and I, I just kind of went out. The lights are going out. I said, out. the lights are going out. I'm going down. Oh, wow. But uh, after that, you know, it, it's hard to get back physically. And then, you know, maybe you're just – maybe the whole thing. You're just tired. You're over it. I personally hate this time of year. I hate the winter. I hate the cold. Mm-hmm. It's fucking depressing. Yeah. It's dark at 5 o'clock. Yeah. You know, I was a f- – I was a little worried. I went to Hawaii. Uh, I went to Oahu. I didn't even go to my usual destination, which, you know, all things considered is less crowded. I mean, uh, Waikiki, I was in the heart of Waikiki. I was on Waikiki Beach. Um, But I wasn't close to anybody at any time, you know. And uh, 
but, you know, in public spaces, not on the beach, certainly, but in the hotel and stuff, people were wearing masks. And it's, you know, they're pretty strict about it over there. And as far as people coming there, I mean, you have to be vaccinated. You, If you're not vaccinated, you have to have a clear test. If you are vaccinated, then you don't have to have a, you don't have to test before you go. But now they're they're talking about possibly requiring a booster to go to Hawaii. Well, it's what they're calling. I they talked about that when I was there, and so I would have qualified anyway because be, you were within the six months. Well, because I'd had the booster, so to to be considered fully vaccinated, um, uh, I don't think they were requiring the booster. So let's say that you wanted to go Hawaii, you'd had your vaccinations, but it six months had not elapsed. And I don't think they were requiring a, a negative test. You were, you were still considered back, but vaccine, you know, fully vaccinated. But I think they're going to to be considered fully vaccinated and not require a test. I think you're going to have to have. The well, see, that's really where this shit's going crazy because, and this brings in the political argument about this: what is considered fully vaccinated? I was I was reading a lot around you know Christmas and New Year's about the possibility of the CDC changing the definition of fully vaccinated, like you just said. And I think even Fauci came out and said, we're, we're talking about that. There are other nations that um, I think have already made that declaration, like Spain, I want to say, but, but at the end of the day, I mean, a couple of things come to mind. Number one, it's fucking things over. It's gotta be over. And you should agree with me because your buddy Bill Gates has said so after this Omicron, it's over. That it's over? Yeah. Well, let's we'll see. <laughs> I mean, I I am hopeful that the increase in um, transmissibility is the sign that the virus has is fighting for its life, that it was starting to burn out. And evidently, this is not uncommon that, that the virus mutates to a less severe but more transmissible version so it can spread faster which it certainly has yeah um so we'll have to see i mean we i'm also hearing that probably the population centers on the east and west coast and florida these places are probably over the peak right i think so too possibly in the middle of the country where there aren't as many people and omicron hasn't actually even gotten there yet or much that they may yet see the peak, but because the population is so much less, um, you know, it, it, that might not be that. But you don't care about do. that. Well, they, they those look, people. They, <laughs> you know, here's the thing: they don't have as many hospitals, so for them to, you know, here's the real problem: so people aren't getting all that sick from it. So that's a good right. thing. the The problem is uh, the reason why that's not. You know, a, a serious reason for celebration is because the hospitals are full. So when you see hospitals canceling elective surgery, which is where they make all the money, um, that means they're full. I mean, they don't do that unless they have to. And if anything else was to happen or, you know, the, the effects of that are just are just unknown. And, and it when the hospitals are full and there are no beds, especially in critical care, um that that's a problem. But have we not learned nothing over the last two years? Like, remember when uh, in New York, and I think even here on the West Coast, we brought in the naval ships with hospital beds and they weren't even used, but the fear was we're going to need these. Mm -hmm. And now two years later, we really haven't done anything, to my knowledge, to address the lack of available um, hospital beds. 
But but look, this isn't China. We're not going to build three. <laughs> why not? In two weeks. But think about that. I know it's not two weeks. It's two years. And I get it. This this takes time. It's not going to happen. I but mean, look at the bigger issue. They, they haven't. Built, no hospital has been built in this time that I'm aware of. Isn't that a crime? Whose well, fault is I that? I mean, hospitals just don't get built out of thin <laughs> sure. air. Well, all these billionaires are giving away money. You know, Bill Gates is the leader of the fear mongering. How come he's not building hospitals? You know, I think the I think the title of our last episode was something about billionaires, and we had talked yeah. about is it is it a good idea for us to leave the world's problems to billionaires to solve? Right, and a perfect example of how that doesn't work. I mean, they don't they solve the shit they care about. They exactly. want to go to the moon or whatever. You know, he wants to go to Mars. That's what he's working on. I mean, he's if not, we build hospitals on Mars, that's cool. Well, he's not building hospitals. I mean, not yet. He, he could, you know, I'm sure he could build a couple hospitals for the cost of one joyride up to the edge <laughs> of space and back. But right? think about it. Just even without COVID, what we what we have in front of us here is an aging population, especially in this country, right? I mean, the amount of the baby boomer generation, your generation, the people that are retiring, mm-hmm. needing medical care. Uh, you know, going on to the afterworld or whatever you want to say, the nice term to say, going up to the stars is how my daughter would say it. The people with the money. (laughs) (laughs) As your generation needs medical care and access to hospital beds, this is is a known number that this country has been aware of for I don't know how many decades when you just map it out and say, what's going to happen when this population ages out and needs care? How can we haven't addressed that? I don't know. Who can we blame for this? Well, we don't give a shit about those people. I mean, <laughs> that's true. You know, it's, this isn't uh, Asia or something where they care. You know about their about their extended family. Well, it's everybody's. You know, everybody's on their own. I mean, that's something people need to think about, right? You you can get through the early years, the middle years, and stuff without. But when you get old, if you do not have a plan, if you do not have money, if you don't have savings, if you don't have you know, 401ks or some kind of provision, I mean, it's going to be rough. And there's a lot of people that are one paycheck away from homelessness. And if that's you and you're 50, you're fucked. So what do you think the plan is? I mean, you don't have to disclose your personal plan, but that that people would just bring in care, you know, home care, and that's they wouldn't need access to hospitals because they're just going to, you know, live in their homes. And What is it called? Hospice? When, well, you're, when you're like dying and they bring in... Well, that's when you're dying. Yes. <laughs> Oh my God! Here we can laugh about hospice. That's so wrong. Why is it wrong? Um, if we can't laugh about the world's problems, what's the point? Yeah, I actually know somebody that's in hospice right now. It's just um, uh, not a peer, just somebody's relative. But you know, I, I don't know. The hospital thing is what it is. Those are hospitals are privately run for profit institutions uh, for the most part, and um, I don't think that. I mean. It's a free market situation. So um, you would hope, I mean, under normal circumstances, without a pandemic, I think that we have the hospitals we need, right? Then there's no real provision for having hospital space that you won't need 90% of the time. But is that is that true when you when you look at the age of the population and the amount of people within that group and you kind of take it 5, 10, 15 years from now, will that still be true that we have the amount of hospitals uh-huh. that we need? No hospital expertise on my part. I mean, I don't really know. I mean, it, it, I don't either. It's. I mean, I. I think that the hospitals are full of people that are coming in for various things. Here's what I'm hearing: um, they're coming in for 
things and they're finding out they have COVID. And, or and they're getting COVID in the hospital. I, you know, I haven't heard that as much because those protocols are pretty pretty intense, even at all the medical. You know, I've had a, I don't know, I'm, I think I've probably had a few more medical procedures of late than you have. I would say so. And, and you know, it's like they don't let you, like, even yesterday, uh, Debbie couldn't, she had to go home. I mean, it was going to be like three hours, so she couldn't wait in the waiting room. And they had she go home and then call her and then come back and because they don't want people in the, you know, they're trying not to spread it around. So um, are they getting in the hospitals? I don't know. I What I'm hearing is that people are coming in for something and finding out they have COVID. And then, um, but that doesn't necessarily mean they get hospitalized either. So, right. I mean, they're in there for a back surgery or something. And, oh, hey, guess what? You, you're positive for COVID. So, um I think this is contributing to the amount of cases, but evidently the the amount of people that need to be hospitalized uh, uh, in critical care is a little bit less. But they're still they're, they're, they're evidently they're saying the hospitals are saying they're packed. I know. I don't know why. And and the and the people working <clears throat> in the hospitals are saying that they're they're just completely exhausted. I mean, for them, it's been two years really without a yeah. break. It's ebbed and flowed a little bit, but for hospital workers. And here's the thing, while these hospitals are treating COVID patients, they're not doing elective surgeries. They're not doing the things that create, that bring the hospitals the real profit. And so the hospital workers or stuff are not enjoying the the rising pay rates that most of the rest of the workforce is. Well, who's um, enjoying are, that? Are, That's getting eroded by inflation. Well, I was going to say they—they're—they're they're, <laughs> they're not only are they not you know enjoying rising uh, pay rates because hospitals are going broke, uh, they're also getting to enjoy the inflation that yeah. the, the, that those workers that did enjoy some kind of you know pay raise, uh, uh, you know that's but it's you know it's not fully being eroded, but you know certainly it's it would be great if they weren't losing some percentage of what they've gained, but they're still ahead. If you are a homeless person and you get hit by a truck, and you know the paramedics drive you to the hospital, are they going to turn you down for care? Oh my God, where do you come up with this shit? <laughs> I don't know. Um, if you don't, if you're injured and taken to a hospital, they have to treat you. So that's how that are they going to dig through his pockets and look and if try to they have emergency trauma. I mean, if you take them to an elder care hospital, yeah, they're not going to treat you. It's like, hey, we don't do that. Can you yeah. even call them homeless anymore in California? Isn't there a new term? I'm being serious now. I think there is a new term for, mm. you know, I, I don't know. I saw the uh, governor out on. So I know I know that we're an international um, success with this podcast, so not everybody is probably aware of this. But during the time I was in Hawaii, it came to light that that the the railroad cars, the the freight cars that carry sea containers, which have all of our consumer goods in them, right? So they'll stack two or three high sea containers on a flatbed rail car. And that gets hauled around the country on rail a lot rather than, I mean, trucks take them too. But so they have really flimsy locks on those doors and uh, they're really just numbered tags. They're not really padlocks or anything like that. So yeah, you can break them off pretty easily. These, these, these uh, freight train things have a lot of stops as they hook up and release cars and do things. So in LA, yeah, in California, in LA, in Santa Ana, LA, I think, there's there has been this area where when those when those trains and these trains are miles long right when those trains stop then 
I guess bands of criminals descend in onto the tr- train tracks, snip off these shitty little uh, closures on the doors, and tear the shit out of them. And They're s- not criminals. They're just in need of basic supplies, <laughs> Have right? Have you seen the pictures on TV? <laughs> I, I know. I, I'm giving you shit. I think it went national. So yesterday, uh, the governor was out there with his fucking mask on in his um, – Tight-fitting T-shirt. And his bomber jacket. Yeah. Shoveling shit off the railroad tracks, talking about how they're they're going to clean this mess up and stop this from happening. How are they going to stop it? I don't know. They, are they going to shoot the homeless like people? It, it seems like a no-brainer. I don't know what the problem is. Well, I do kind of know what the problem is. So here's here's the problem from uh, – what's the name of the rail company? Pacific uh, – Is it Southern Pacific? Southern Pacific, right? They said that they have – uh, they have called the police many, many times. Thousands of people have been arrested for doing this. Virtually none of them end up in jail because the laws are currently set up so that, you know, crime's under $900. Well, yeah, we've talked about that. Yeah, so this is the problem. The people that do this regularly, there's no real consequence for them, and they all know it. I mean, this looks like a disaster site and it's just I've seen the photos. so ridiculous and this is Newsom's fault and and his party's fault because they made these laws in California and that's the other thing too I'm not here to argue with you about that I know and you, we usually don't get I don't get a lot of pushback from you on California issues because no. of that but there were stories nationally our stories made national news about I I think that's considered petty theft you know the the under nine hundred. I'm not hearing thing. about it happening anywhere else in the country. Are you? Uh, well, there was, which nobody cares about, but there were high profile stories about luxury goods stores. You know, yeah, um, yeah. in places like Chicago, I think, and in New York, where you know luxury handbags and I don't know whatever else people were were stealing. Can't you see Pelosi out there on Rodeo Drive? With, yes, with an Uzi taking out the <laughs> taking out the shoplifter. You think she would love to, right? Of course, she could never. Say that or even fantasize about it, but she would love to. Uh, so, how, have you been following politics, even though you know we've kind of not been? How can you about not? It? Of course, I know it's really well. Here we are, a year in, yeah, to Mr. Biden's presidency. Mm-hmm. We've just had the anniversary of the uh, January six one six. I don't know what the official like. It doesn't have the same ring as nine eleven. Yeah, it's, it's is it uh, Jan six? Is it one six? What are they calling it one six? No, what do they call it? Six six six, the number of the beast. No. What is it? What are we calling it? <laughs> um, well, it's you know, it's been. Uh, I mean, this has been a an, an incredible time for politics, right? Uh, so I'm going to just jump into this and see if you heard about any of this. Let's this is it. stuff I heard last night. Um, me personally, not buying into all the criticism of uh, President Biden and all that stuff. Any of it? <clears throat> not really. I mean, everything he does isn't perfect, but it's you know, it's just. It's it's incredible. I mean, you know, for all the people that say that uh, everything is biased against the 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 right, and you know, the whole midi, the all the media is liberal bias. They just shit talk them constantly for virtually no reason at all. Sometimes there are things, but but it's not nearly you know what they make it out to be. But so whatever for me, that's kind of the equalizer. But here's the thing that I want to talk about for a minute. Have you? heard everything that's been going on with the Trump family and all of the investigations and so forth going on with them. Uh, Trump lost his, uh, he's trying to, he went to the Supreme Court to stop release from the National Archives of a bunch of 
information that the Jan communication, six, right? Yeah, the Jan six commission has uh, uh, subpoenaed, and he lost that. They said no. You're, you're was that what he was claiming? Executive privilege? Was he that was trying to? Yeah, yeah. But they said, look, there's no privilege there. So that's over. So that that they've they've and that's going to have an effect on the rest of the goombas lined up. So there's that. So that's a tremendous amount of information that the that minimally the Jan Six Commission is going to have and and exploit publicly. Right, we're coming up for public hearings and stuff on that. Then on another front, um, Ivanka Trump has been subpoenaed, and in a public facing um, document, the the commission uh, in 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 telling her why they want her to 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 testify they put out a whole lot about what they already know and it appears they know a lot more than we thought they did like what well stuff that uh, stuff about so ivanka was in the room they've been uh, general kelly has provided them with a lot of uh, um testimony about what was happening on january 6th that day uh regarding people contacting Trump and in, in efforts to get him to try to to do something to stop the the mess at the Capitol. And Ivanka was in the room with him the whole time, according to Kelly. And so there's a... Well, what does that mean? There's a lot of information about... Well, what they're trying to discern is what was told to the president? What did he know about it? What were his responses? And none of it's good, right? And so they're, they want yeah. her... Kelly's already given the testimony, so they're telling her, hey, General Kelly, here's what General Kelly has already told us, and we'd like you to confirm that this is how you saw it, that you're aware of this, this, this is what you saw. So, it, you know, I'm not going to repeat it all here, but it, there's quite a bit of information about um, what was going on that day. And so that that speaks directly to his complicitness. Well, let's offense. unpack that because um, you mentioned Ivanka. Well, there's, one, there's one more thing. Okay, go. Yeah. There's one more thing, that, and then we can unpack it all. And then my, my favorite news yesterday was that it does appear, so I don't know if you followed the story about how uh, six or seven states um, uh, sent in lists of fake electors to the uh, National Archive. Not familiar with this okay, story. Okay, so here's the story, right? The states certify the election, then they send, then they have their electors sign documents and they're sent in, and that's the stuff that Pence was supposed to do. The documents Pence. themselves? Yeah, the documents from from the real electors, right? So there was this, so it became apparent, Has been, it has been apparent that from six or seven states, documents were received, fakes were received with names of Trump electors, not not the actual electors from those states, but fake electors that, that were certifying the election for Trump were sent to the National Archive. It was forgery, sent in from several states, and they're trying to figure out how this all happened. Well, yesterday it was revealed that they have already proven that Giuliani was given the task of, of, of verifying this, of organizing this whole operation. So that's the third that's the third shoe to drop yesterday. Street OK, so hang on. His ass. Ivanka is being pressured to testify and Giuliani is being blamed for this. Uh, well, this is a, probably a pretty criminal uh, uh, situation. So, uh, so on the elector thing, though, is that. You said there's a total of seven states, right? 
I'm showing Travis on my phone. It's <laughs> I've got a phone call from something that's being identified as a telemarketer. If you're going to telemarket, call somebody. You don't advertise yourself as a telemarketer. Can we? Can we thank? Is this? Is this? Should have answered it. And put it on the air. I know we should have. Yeah. Unless unless that's your code name for somebody that you have stored in your phone. Telemarketer. Who are you hiding in your phone under the name uh, telemarketer? Uh, nobody. <laughs> that's funny. Um, anyway, those are the three things. So uh, elect, l- electors, right? Let's. Yeah. That's interesting because yeah, that's for most one. states don't have, if I understand this right, most states don't have a large number of electoral votes to begin with. California being the largest of what do we have? Fifty. We have a lot. Yeah, two, like fifty, something Over like that. Fifty. Yeah. So if 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 a state, do you know one of the names of the states? Well, Georgia. Okay, Georgia. Georgia right. has what? Eleven, I want to say. Okay, it's close to that. Right. It's not exactly right. right. Let's say they have eleven. Are you saying that w- what has been revealed is that uh, Georgia maybe sent in, you know, five that said Trump, but those really should have been Biden, something like that? Georgia sent in the names and the sort of the the paperwork for the actual real electors, right? That were going to have to cast their votes for for Joe Biden because he won the state. Rudy Giuliani organized an effort among Republican operatives to forge their names on similar paperwork, send that in as well, and requesting Pence to count them instead of the actual. So here's the thing. They were hoping Pence would then count the alternative list yeah. the forged names of the Trump electors instead of the real ones. So here's, of course, he declined to do that because he the, doesn't so he, want to go to prison. Wait a minute. Wait, so this is interesting, too. Yeah. So do we think that Pence was aware of this forgery? So go all the way back to remember what Trump was saying. His Hail Mary was that my guy, Pence, is is there and if he will do the right thing. or We're calling on him to, quote, unquote, do the right thing. And yeah. what, of course, Trump was referring to is Pence not to certify the election for Biden. So it sounds maybe it's a little bit of a conspiracy, but it sounds to me like maybe Pence was aware of these fake electoral uh, documents Mm -hmm. and chose to not acknowledge them or certify them. But if he knew about it and didn't say anything, then he's complicit, too. Who knows? The the possible criminal action that that this represents for this scheme that Giuliani evidently spearheaded is a criminal conspiracy to, you know, to commit fraud, you know, and to try to, you know, change but I have the to election say, outcome. I think from what I see with Giuliani and he's, he's entered this phase of his life where he clearly does not give a shit about anything. <laughs> I mean, seriously, with that whole thing with the, uh, what was that thing with Borat when he was caught in a yeah. hotel room, you yeah. know, get, getting jerked <laughs> off. By, and then he's got this hair dye dripping down his face. He right. just clearly doesn't it's, care about anything. It's been a great year for him. Yeah. <laughs> well, so, so one of the, so the other thing with Ivanka and, you know, what they're, what the January 6th commission has released yesterday in public facing documents regarding their, uh, their, I'm going to call it a subpoena. I, I'm not sure if it is. I think or that's not, the right word. Or, or their request for her to testify. They, they, they talked about a phone call that, that, uh, Kelly told him about that Trump had with Pence on January 6th telling him that he needs to, you know, man up and do the right thing. And that if he doesn't, then then 
he picked the wrong guy, right? And for yeah, but the, but what do you, who cares? So, the so, job is over. So here's what well, here's the thing. What they're trying to establish is Kelly saying, "Hey, this is the conversation I heard." They're saying, "Hey, Vanka, were there?" Kelly saying, "You were in the room and heard at least that side of the con- the, the the same side of the conversation that Kelly heard. Can you confirm that?" And so, this is what he was calling Pence about to tell him, "Hey, do the right thing." And this because the here's what they're putting together: a giant conspiracy to to overthrow the election. That's what they're talking about here. They've had the meetings in the hotel rooms. They've got all this testimony. I mean, it's starting to really shape up. Uh, let me ask it this way, and I don't know that I've ever asked you this question, but we've talked about it in reference to things like Nixon and Watergate and various tape, uh, tapes that were recorded that have, you know, pretty incriminating, yeah. you know. There are no, no more tapes. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that a sitting president should have every – I'm not saying a, a you know in-person conversation recorded, but should they have every phone call recorded – if they're going to make an outbound call, either from the White House or on a on a White House cell phone, no, I don't. I don't think every. I mean, but I think um, in the past the process was calls of importance. You know, calls with other state leaders. You know, things like that would be. You know, other people would be on the call, and transcripts would be made, <coughs> and you know that would be for everybody's protection, and then. Other people would be read into those calls and so forth. So what we didn't see happen with a lot of stuff with Trump was that. That that didn't happen on a lot of stuff. But he did manage – I mean the – so here's the other thing. The Georgia uh, – this is a county – this is a Georgia county um, district attorney. I can't remember the county. Um, who has requested a special – grand jury be convened in Georgia regarding uh, regarding the fake electors? regarding the phone call no this is regarding the phone call that Trump made to the Republican Secretary of State asking him for 11,780 votes right the phone call that we've all heard because it was recorded and then released to the public so we've all heard that the phone what's, call, what's the purpose of the grand jury for that's that that's Ratzenberger Right. That's so. Here's the problem. Was he on Cheers? <laughs> no. So here's the problem. Right. The the Secretary of State. The the there all the normal agencies in Georgia that would typically investigate or prosecute that phone call are involved because Trump, the the Attorney General was involved. Ratzenberger, the Secretary of State, was involved. So this 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 county prosecutor is not their office is not involved. So they're the only ones left in the state that can investigate. And so she has called for a special grand jury to be convened, not just a regular grand jury, a special grand jury. And in Georgia, what that means is they're going to convene a grand jury. They're going to put a judge along with that grand jury that they're going to take away the two-month time limit that a grand jury has, and this special grand jury will have subpoena power, which which the district attorney is just being stonewalled by everybody involved. Ratzenberger won't comply. <clears throat> and so the special grand jury with subpoena power, th- then they won't have a choice. Then this district attorney's office can gather up all the information regarding that call and er- all the efforts of Trump to illegally 
try to change the results of the election in Georgia, they can compile all that. A grand jury can compile all the evidence. Then when that's done, right, then and so the, the judge that's attached to this special grand jury, if if, say, Ratzenberger says I'm not complying, it'll be that judge that will oversee the, the hearing that says, yeah, you're going to comply. You're going to go to jail. That's the purpose. Of, that's standard for this. But, this grand jury will not return an indictment. This grand jury will only compile the evidence. And once this district attorney feels that all the evidence that it, that can be compiled has been compiled, then if they think they've got what they need, then they will turn it over to an actual grand jury who can then indict the people involved, namely Donald Trump. It sounds like an incredible waste of time. <laughs> but here's here's the way I see this. If it's I mean, this is an incredible um, conspiracy theory that might have legs. I mean, if what you're saying is that there's evidence that they can uncover that might actually show that the that Trump and his election campaign, his re-election campaign, deliberately and were part of an attempt to put it this way, conspiratorially. Yeah, right. right. But but here's where I'm going with this. It, and tell me if you if you understand this logic. If if the Trump campaign was deliberately trying to uh, overturn the election, right? The same thing that uh, which is what he, they were trying to do, right? Yes. <clears throat> and everything that you said about the fake electors and Giuliani's role in it, and whether mm-hmm. or not Trump knew about it, in their mind, that was their strategy to win. Mm-hmm. So this is what they thought was going to happen. And all the way up into January 6th, when Trump called upon Pence to, quote unquote, do the right thing and, right. and in his mind, count the fake electoral votes that he knew were there. Right. And he could only know, only right. he could know they were there because he was part of it to begin with. Right. If that is true, doesn't that also kind of separate him from the uh, allegations that he was responsible for the attack itself? In other words, uh, your word, uh, the favorite word of the Democrats, uh, sedition, and what's the other word about uh, overthrowing the Capitol? Uh, what do they call it? Uh, one, they, one of those other words. Yeah, I know. To me, I don't, you know, I've insurrection. O- insurrection. Thank you. That's yeah. Pelosi's favorite word. Insurrection. Which, of course, I don't agree with because I do not think that that was a deliberate attempt to to take over the American government and say you're not in charge anymore. We're in charge. But really where I'm going with this is if the Trump conspiracy is true and he tried to organize stealing the election fraudulently, then wouldn't he then be removed from the insurrection charge? Because, you know, why, why would he have orchestrated an attack if he thought his people on the inside were going to get him the victory by counting the fraudulent votes? The two things seem like they are in conflict with one another to me. Mm. Uh I have COVID brain, so I'm not doing yeah. a great job explaining that. Yeah, but well, I don't think that I don't think that. So let's. So here's here's the. So the what 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 is happening here is we are watching the entire conspiracy of the Trump campaign at all mm-hmm. to overturn the, leg, the legitimate election, the 2020 general election, and. Um, those are criminal acts, and I think that they're well on their way to proving a conspiracy, uh, an actual conspiracy, an actual plan was put into motion. Um, and so they didn't overturn the election because the plan failed. But and, and the, crime, but too, the crime will be the conspiracy, not, per, perhaps. not overturning the Yeah, election. perhaps. And like I said, I, there there could be some legs here. This is, a, this is intriguing because I don't yeah. know all the details. Yeah. Uh, but – 
they're to me they're they're two different things because they're two different crimes if you want to call it right, that. Right, which I don't think that. So let's say that they can prove that there was an organized conspiracy of the Trump campaign, including Donald Trump and Giuliani and everybody else that was an actor in this process. I don't see I don't see how that has an effect one way or the other about whether he bears any responsibility for sending those motherfuckers down to the Capitol. Um, what's coming out in this investigation is that um, it, this is also broke yesterday that. Apparently, when Trump told everybody to go to the Capitol and, hey, I'm going to go with you and we're going to go down to the cap after the rally, he fully intended to go with them. And it was only intervention by, uh, there's a name, there's a far right caucus uh, in the Republican Party. So it was only it was only because of pleas from members of that far right caucus. I can't, there's a name for it, uh, that that if Trump did go down with that group to the Capitol that day that he would be, and this is a quote, driving a stake into the heart of our Republic. Hmm. And that that's the only reason he didn't go. So not only is he, was he responsible for them going down there? He fully intended to lead them down there. I think it would have been better for him, his outcome, his eventual outcome, if he had gone. And here's why. No, well, did he be in jail already? I don't know about that because think about it. The sitting president of the United States leading a uh, leading a group a rabble down to the Capitol to try to to try to interfere with with the the certification of the election. I mean, I wish he'd gone. Yeah, but here's I mean, listen, we've talked a lot about this. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I'm on record as saying I certainly think he bears some responsibility. Whether or not he he orchestrated it, he knew about it, all, all of that is up for debate. But I certainly think he bears some responsibility, no doubt about it. Did he did he actually, you know, we don't know what was in Trump's mind. Did he want those people to break into that building and do what they did? I, I, I probably not. I don't know that I could buy that. Well, we'll see when the we'll see when the leader of the Oath Keepers uh, turns state witness and and. You know, they've arrested him. But even then, are you going to believe this Oath Keepers guy over Trump? Well, here's even the, as here's the good news. Not credible as Trump is. 700 arrests or more plus so far by the Justice Department of the pieces of shit that went down there. Those they're not done by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, there's been a lot made out of the fact that many of these people have received, you know, relatively, you know, light sentences, uh, Months in jail or uh, suspended sentences. Didn't the one dude get like five years, the guy with the horns? Some people have, yeah. But here's the thing. Merrick Garland came out a couple weeks ago and kind of cleared this up. Hey, they, and this is the way it works. They go after all the small ones first to get them out of the way. And now, and then, now they're going to go after the bigger ones. The more uh, serious uh, uh, cases that they're like the Oath Keepers. So they're, they're they look for a lot more prosecutions by the Justice Department on this. Merrick Garland seems like a puss, right? And you're like, what's he doing? Why isn't he doing more? The guy uh, is this the guy that put McVeigh away, right? Is this the guy that went after the Unabomber? I mean, he knows what he's doing, right? And and uh, I think that I think we're just we're just seeing the beginning of this, right? But here, go back to my little. Rather, it's a year, three years. Oh yeah, no, it doesn't matter. Of course not. But if Trump had gone down there that day, number yeah. one, 
I think that uh, there maybe would be a 50-50 chance that people would have broken into the Capitol. I'm, I'm just saying, let's say he goes down there and he's got a bullhorn and they're out there shouting and, and then they start, you know, charging the doors and breaking the glass, right? Ugh. What would Trump have done at that point? Would he have, you know, shouted at the bullhorn? You know, if he's if he's out there on TV going, go get him, okay, of course, that he's just, now he's really incriminating himself. You could really haul him off to jail right then and there. <laughs> or if he says, you know, this is not what this is about, you know, stand down, stand proud, my people, <laughs> then that would give him a chance to say, this is not what we're uh. about. You know what's coming with the um you know what's going to you know what information is coming with the um the the Supreme Court um decision the other day on the not to block the uh, national archive information that the committee's requesting do you remember hearing about the one week video message he put out 18 hours yeah. later yeah remember you're very special we love you <laughs> <laughs> well apparently as big a piece of shit as terrible as that was, there are outtakes. Oh, we got to get these. Well, they're coming. This is one of the, these are, this, this is part of the information that the Supreme Court has said, yeah, no, we're not blocking this. So that's coming. I mean, we are going to see outtakes of his pathetic, of this, because he didn't want to stop him, Travis. He, well, do you remember, the other thing that came out was, I'm not sure if it was Donald Jr. or Eric, one of those Trumps, uh, what what came out was I think he was texting, what was it, Hannity or something? Mm -hmm. A lot of the Fox News hosts and mm -hmm. saying, you know, refer referring to his dad, he has got to get out in front of this. He has to denounce this immediately. <laughs> right. They were incur they were talking amongst themselves all of, all about the, what the broad. What's her name? Uh, the the oh Ingram, I think. Right. Yeah, Laura Ingram, Ingram. Yeah. Ingram and Hannity. Yeah. And uh, Tucker. Right. All of them. We're, we're saying that right until it didn't happen. And we're then, saying that he needed to denounce yeah, it. Get, stop this. You got to stop this. You got to get out in front of this. This is a mistake. And then, of course, you know, because they're all sycophantic lunatics, you know. They well, maybe because that's tune. the right thing to say and do. So, even so. Mark, even Mark Meadows, a piece of shit minority speaker, you know, was like, well, Trump certainly is responsible for this until, until he realized what he'd done and how people were not going to turn in mass against Trump. And then he went down, then, then he went down to, um, who's this guy? This, the minority speaker, what's his name? Um, I always get his name wrong. Um, Kevin McCarthy, McCarthy, right? That's right. not, that's not the black comedian. Mm, who's that? Kevin Hart. Oh, Hart. <laughs> Don't make this a racist thing. The only the black comedian. What's the matter with you? <laughs> it's perfectly fine. I'm just kidding. Yeah. So here's here's what I think is interesting is if what we now know is there's evidence of people within the Trump team saying he should denounce this. Mm -hmm. If that message got back to Trump and he said, fuck that, they're doing exactly what I want them to do or no, I'm not going to do that. That that to me, I think it will be an interesting twist to find out his reaction to it. Because it sounds to me it's very unlikely that he didn't know those messages were coming into him. And for whatever reason, I mean, his kids are his sounding board. He seems to at least listen to them. I don't know that he always takes their advice, but he does He does hear them, mm -hmm. and Ivanka in particular. Mm -hmm. So if they're coming to him saying, you've got to do something about this, and then his reaction well, they were going is to... what we got 18 hours later, right. which wasn't enough, what transpired which between... Nothing. You know, the 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 attack and that message. Was it Trump having a tantrum saying, I'm not doing this? You know, this is bullshit. They did exactly what I want, which to me, really where I'm going with this is 
that more directly ties him to the event and his and his role and responsibility in it. Well, they, here's the thing. Uh, Kelly, General Kelly, has testified that, you know, they, you know, because everybody there was failing to get Trump to do anything to stop this fucking mess, they they went to Ivanka, right, to try to get her to convince him. And she failed as well. So they want to know what transpired between her and Trump when she tried to get him to do something to stop it. This is the testimony they want to elicit from her, whether she's going to give it or not. I well, she, I thought she already said she won't comply. Well, she's, you know, I mean, the jury's out on whether you can ignore a congressional subpoena, right? Well, you can. And then if you do, don't you get thrown in jail? Well, I mean, here's the thing. If they have subpoena, if they subpoena her and she doesn't comply, then they will refer to the Justice Isn't Department. Isn't she busy dealing with another subpoena? D- didn't they all get subpoenaed in New York for whatever their yeah. financial fraud case is? All of that is going on, right? All of that is going on. And what that's subpoena all, takes precedence? That's all, that's all criminal. I know. That's no, what I'm saying. She literally is busy dealing with right. another subpoena. Oh, just, you know, it's so good. These are the good days. <laughs> These are the good times. You know, I don't care who goes to jail or, or what. <clears throat> it, it the, the truth of it is that these processes are bringing the information of what really happened out into the public. And so I don't need convictions or anything else. I mean, uh and, and here's the thing. If there wasn't stuff in those archives that Trump w- is afraid to be released, why would he have taken it to the Supreme Court? I think that's court? an obvious statement because if, right. if conversely, if there were, you know, things, evidence in those archives that would, you know, prove yeah. his innocence or that's make right. him look better, then he would want it released. That's right. And here's what I'm going to say, my final word on this whole thing about these these people that are not complying with, that are not talking to the commission, is that... If you don't have something to hide, if you haven't done something wrong, then why would you be fighting these subpoenas? Just go tell the truth. Right. They're the only sole reason that they fight this is because they know they're all fucking screwed. And, and Or they know that the information they have will will end up screwing President Trump. And so... I have no idea why anybody in their right fucking mind would have any allegiance to that piece of shit. I can't understand it. I'll never understand it. We've talked about it, you know, for many what, reasons. But What is the end game, let's say, with the Jan 6 commission? Procedurally. Like, to, like, write, to write a report. Right. That's it, right? Right. And, and you know, so like you said, you don't care if there's any convictions or whatever, but there really can't be that that can come out of this, right? It's just literally a factual report uh, that will be logged in history for us to learn from. But that's it. Well, listen. Um, so let's go back to the what was the what was the special prosecutor for Trump? Forgotten his name already. The uh, um, yes, Barr. No. Well, Barr was the attorney general. That's right. The corrupt attorney general. (laughs) You haven't said corrupt in a while. Yeah. So, um, well, I mean, when the conversation swings back to to the corrupt. When you have an opportunity (laughs) to throw it in. Um, So the – what was the guy's name? Jesus Christ. We lived with this thing for two years. The the Mueller report. Yes. So 
here's here's the truth of the matter, gang. If we did not have a corrupt attorney general, a sycophantic piece of crap named Bill Barr in place when the Mueller report was released, the Justice Department would have taken the information in that report and then proceeded to criminally do a criminal investigation and file charges. There are at least 10 different things in the Mueller report report that that Trump could be charged with, criminal things that Trump could be charged with. Um, so that didn't happen because Bill Barr just did not do his job. Now, but if these, if the evidence exists, why can't the Justice Department pick it up? Well, there's a lot to that question, right? And maybe they will. I mean, we don't know what the Garland. I mean, the Gar, Merrick Garland has been in place as the Attorney General for, I, I think it's it's right at a year. It can't be much more. If it's even that long, I don't know how long it took to get him, um, you know, in place. But uh, there is no, I mean, he can do, he can pursue any criminal investigation he sees fit. But we're talking about the Jan 6 commission. What's, what can happen? Well, once they compile all this evidence with testimony under oath, if, if this report then shows that criminal activities happen, then the Justice Department can then pursue those avenues and and go about building cases and charging people. So, but they also don't need a report if there is other evidence that they believe would would get them a conviction. Correct? They don't need the report, but but the report is being done, and so there's a couple of reasons why a committee like that does a report. They don't have the ability to charge, but they can certainly refer this to the Justice Department for criminal investigation, which I am 100% positive they will. Maybe, but it seems to me like if there really is a smoking gun, that's the way I look at it, then just get on with it already. Because you and I have talked about this, and I think you you expressed that you thought the strategy, at least you know, the goal, the hope from, say, the Democrats was to prevent Trump from running again in the 24 election. Of course, if there is a conviction, if there's shit that comes out that can land him in jail, that's a bonus. But really what we got to do is prove that there was criminal acts so that he cannot serve as president. No, I don't don't agree with that assessment. That's not, I mean, my hope of the impeachment process that failed, I mean, the impeachment went through, but the conviction was not forthcoming. That would have stopped him from being able to run again. Yeah, I wanted that was all I wanted from that. I don't didn't care whether he went to prison or not. Um, now I think that um, because it's because this is what 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 the Trump campaign at all have done here is is try to destroy American democracy. I mean, th- this is criminal all the way around and it is seditious right and i think that that evidence is going to come out i think but what's that, the, end I think the end game are we going to throw a 75 year old ex-president in jail 
I mean, maybe we will, but we won't do it if he's 85, if it takes 10 years to get this shit done. Him and Giuliani and... Who was older, I think, right? And the lawyer that was up there. If you look at the tape of the of the rally they had that day on January 6th, there was a guy with a, a big, like, tan coat with a fur collar and a stupid cowboy hat. He's the, the main lawyer that put together that that put together the the conspiracy to overturn the election. Um, that guy, um, the f- stupid fuck that got um, pardoned, uh, Stone, so many people, Bannon. There's a whole bunch of people that <laughs> Donald Trump Jr. Um, there's just a whole bunch of people that can end up in jail over this. And I hope they all fucking rot, go to jail and rot there. And maybe they will. I mean, is this one of those things where essentially you, you, you uncover the evidence of a crime uh, for a particular individual and then you get them tried and convicted and then you just keep going or is that kind of it? In other words, like in a, in a, a regular criminal trial, you can't be, you can't be tried again right after you. If you want this to be go faster, then uh, appeal to the assholes that are not coming in and testifying and are delaying the process because their plan is to delay this until they think they can no take doubt. power over, right? Yeah, no doubt. So that's fine. It, that's We get it. That's their plan. And the Democrats' plan is to get this wrapped up and uh, turned over, you know, and make it available for the justice. Hey, at any minute, when the as the January sixth, I mean, who knows? There things. There was information that was released to the public yesterday in this appeal to Ivanka Trump that might have been news to Merrick Garland. I mean, today they might be working on the very criminal investigations that you're concerned about. Yeah, for me, at the end of the day, I just want to know the truth. Right. I, I think exactly. we all deserve to know the truth, and and the amount of information that the government, you know, does not share with the American people, I think, is a problem. In this country, everything from aliens to JFK well, to I mean, this. Some things are, I mean, I'm sure there are going to be aspects of this that are at some level classified, but I don't think in general, I don't think that's going to be the case. I mean, I think what we're looking at here is conspiracy by the Trump campaign to overturn the the fair and free 2020 general election. I mean, and if they, if, if the investigation by the January 6th committee turns up that information and the testimony that's given to this committee. And if they put together a body of evidence that, that verifies that, then I think the people responsible should be prosecuted. That's it. The government goes on, the elections go on. I just don't understand why, you know, why Trump would want an attack on the Capitol and all that shit. If he knew he had, in his mind, he had an ace in the hole of these fake electors that were going to get him the victory. Like what he was basically saying is, hey, I've got a fucking magnet in the roulette ball, and so I know it's always going to land on my number. The criminal conspiracy to overturn the election started when he lost. Um, actually started before. That. Is that what what you've read? Yeah, that's what that's what you're going to see. The investigation is going to turn going on. into that. Everything did not before happen. November the third is 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 what you've read. Basically, that they thought we're just going to see what happens, and we think we're going to win this. Well, on our own, I think that that the people involved in the in the conspiracy started working on contingency plans. This would be Bannon and all yeah. the rest of these guys, you know, long before the election. And and so the fact that on January sixth, Trump held a rally, 
and then and then loosed those lunatics. And in leading up to that rally, you know, um, how do I put this? Um, what you're saying kind of sounds like, well, why would he do this if he had this ace in the hole? Pence was not going to do it. By January 6th, it was obvious that Pence was not playing along with the game. He wasn't part of the conspiracy and he wasn't playing along. And so I think that, you know, he loosed that crowd on the Capitol in a last ditch effort to try to delay the certification of the election so that he could continue spreading the big lie and all the other shit. Was, was pressuring, that illegally pressuring state election officials? You, you know, Travis, just to serious this up for a second, I mean, I don't know if you've heard this story about the election workers in Georgia that there was a mother that was an election worker in Georgia that um, they were having a hard time getting enough people to work the election. She got her daughter to come and work it. And then in, then when all, the, when all the bullshit about the fraud and all the fake shit started up, Trump named her like 20 times <coughs> by name at his rallies on TV you know that they had to move out of their house they they had to hide for 6 months i mean the the criminal shit that's gone on here is just beyond the pale what was the purpose of naming her to because it just so they were saying that she was because there was some tape taken from outside the building where you could see her inside you know doing her job and because he was making it all up, saying, "Hey, here's tape of the of the votes being fraudulently," and this is the person. This is the counting part. Yeah, yeah. Well, is that is so? What's the uh, is that a crime to release those fuck, people's names? Fuck. I mean, how she hasn't? I mean, I, I I'm, I'm assuming there's a lawsuit in process. I mean, perhaps I'm just asking a yeah. question legitimately, I mean, though. Are you not supposed house. to release their names? Death threats. People went. To I get her it. House, I right? understand. They sent an operative to to meet with her and her daughter claiming that they had information the 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 worker and her daughter said well we want to meet at the police station so there's film of this operative from the Trump campaign trying to get her going in and telling her and this is all recorded i've already heard it all hey some information is going to come out you're going to be at risk this is going to you know your freedom is at risk we're here to help you you just have to tell us what, you know, what happened with the, the fraudulent counting and this and that. It was a trick to try to get it. It, it. Just all of it. I understand. But is that a crime, though, to release someone's name? <laughs> I mean, here's, here's where I keep pressuring you on it. Of all the actual crimes that took place, is that one of them? Because, because he, there's so many inappropriate things Trump does. Yes, of course. I get that. Yeah, this was this was I mean, for me, this is one of the most egregious parts of it because he took he took someone a, a volunteer election worker and made up a lie about her and then spread it out to millions i of get people. it i understand death threats she had she wasn't safe in her own so how what are you asking me is that a crime yeah it's a crime is of course it? it is yeah it's called slander right and if you put somebody in danger, well, what did he say about her? That she was uh, burying that, counts and ditching yeah, exactly. ditching counts for him? Yeah. yeah, and that her and her daughter, and he used their names, 
and identified them at, at you know long after it was already shown that it was nonsense. Everything he said about it was a lie. Uh, you know, so hey, listen. I mean, I I get your question. I <laughs> no, guess no. But, I'm just I literally am asking it yeah. in the form of a question. Because there is such a thing in, in certain aspects of whether or not you have a reasonable right to privacy. I'm, I don't know. That's why I'm asking. Yeah. If you are working in a high-profile uh, job where you're counting ballots for a national election, do you have a reasonable right to privacy? I don't know. That's why I ask. Of course. That, yes. that term is in my head. Yeah, well, listen, the media, uh, I think on Melania's request way back when, granted the Trumps uh, – a a decent level of privacy over their youngest son. What was his name? Remember the uh, Baron? Baron, yes. Right, because he's a kid and Baron, everything. Baron von Richthofen. <laughs> everything you think about the Trumps, but he's innocent. And so now, you know, and Trump doesn't do the same thing for somebody who's a volunteer election campaign worker. I get it. It's it's totally inappropriate. I'm, I'm there with you. I'm just, I was asking if it was legitimately a crime. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, so the least... I mean, and right. as bad as that is, maybe the least. So, it's just been a lot. Is I think it's a it's a lot of stuff that's coming out over a, a you know a long period of time. A lot's been made of you know the year mark. Uh, you know the first that year. was in poor taste. I thought what the, the you know the big uh, January sixth commemoration from the Democrats, and it was a big thing in the media. And I get it; it was only a year in and whatever. But I think they should be touting other things. What what was it? That you, what are you talking the about? January sixth anniversary. You know that doesn't even sound right to say it, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, I th- I think the point there is that um, a really uh, a really terrible thing happened on January sixth, and uh, I think that the desire to forget about it is is wrong. Um, it's only the fate of the United States. I don't think there's, about. here's what I think personally. I don't think we should forget about it. I think we should let this commission do its job. I think politically and strategically, you I, you hear me use that word quite a bit. I think Biden and his campaign and his, uh, and the Democrats in general have got to do better. They've got to do better strategically because I, for one, think that they have not been doing a good job in their first year, not on actual results. I just mean like the messaging. In my opinion, they've been spending, and of course, let's remind everybody, I could never vote for a Democrat. That's just nonsense. But they've spent way too much time on COVID. And and uh, as I think as a result, you've seen his approval ratings plummeting. Even his constituents are saying, hey, you know, we've got to You've got to do a better job on touting your accomplishments. Even people on your side now are, are complaining about inflation. They want you to address it, speak about it, do a better job of it. And so really what I see is in the first year, he missed an opportunity. Not that he was distracted, but his messaging wasn't on point. Well, you know, I mean, let's, let's, let's kind of go there. for. I mean, f- first off, you sound like, like you are in support of this administration and want them to accomplish the things they've been trying to accomplish, which I would have thought that at this point, the discussion would be how happy you were that everything I told you <laughs> no. was going to happen came true. That, that yes, there's a far left wing of the Democratic Party, but that they're not going to get all of the communist stuff that you were worried about. I'm happy about that. No, I'm absolutely happy about okay, that. Well, I'm, I'm just saying strategically. 
if well, if I'm you know hired well, to coach them, I would be telling them you guys got to do some shit differently. You know, I I don't disagree with that. I mean, uh, I think in retrospect, and you know, rearview mirror quarterback or whatever the terms are, you you can you can look back and, and it's easy to say, well, here's the thing. Uh, you know, they did pass a $2 trillion infrastructure bill that any other president in history would salivate to have had a chance to. Be it was born. really half a billion, but with inflation, it's $2 trillion. <laughs> Okay. Well, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's an all-time high infrastructure bill. Well, the mistake was maybe going for the second bite at that apple. So whatever, um, uh, I would think you would be ecstatic that that second bite didn't happen. I am. So I don't see the criticism. I mean, I think the only mistake that they're making is not is not making more of a point of what they did accomplish. That's right? what I'm saying. I think for me, the other thing that I think what's going to hurt them is not making uh, – so, you know, I've been talking about this to you for a long time. The state, the, the effort in the, in the various states to with the voter suppression laws, right? And so they have apparently missed their chance to push through, you know, the, the voter rights bills that they should have got through. Right? Why is that? Why have they missed their chance? Well, because... You're running out of time, right? Why? He's only a year in. Well, they 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 got the infrastructure bill passed pretty quick, right? And from there, they should have moved directly to the voter voting bills and got that through while while the iron was hot, because they promised their constituents that that was going to be something they were going to do. Well, that's government. You make empty promises. Well, we're we, used to it. We all knew that these Republican controlled state houses were going to pass draconian voter suppression laws. I've been talking about it. If I knew about it. So what, so explain this it. again. So what's happening nationally on the, there's like two bills, right? Uh, voter rights bills. There are two bills. And are they both dead? Well, it, 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 here's the thing. Uh, it appears that Mansion and Cinema um, are just going to fuck it up. They're not going to. They just are. You know, I I just don't. It's this, this is, the is this over the filibuster it. deal. Well, I mean, the the only way you could get voting rights bills through now is to have a straight Senate vote uh, on. You know, with a you with need a sixty votes. Well, you do, but you can. You can eliminate that. You can, you know, just so you get rid of the filibuster and you just make it a majority, simple majority. Yeah. But if you do that, if you get rid of the filibuster, you've you've gotten rid of it forever for all things, correct? No. 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 The filibuster, first off, hasn't always been there. Okay. It's been modified, changed. Uh, they would you have to change it back? They they ignore it every year to pass the. The debt ceiling thing. So yeah, but isn't that something else though that you you've, you you've re referenced? Is that something to do with reconciliation? No, not reconciliation. But um, I mean, reconciliation doesn't require a sixty percent vote. So, but reconciliation can only be budget related, you know, legislation. So or let me ask it this way: rights is no way qualifies as reconciliation. Okay, let me ask it this way: if you get rid of the filibuster to pass the two voting rights bills, okay. do you? If you just whatever procedurally makes that happen, 
does it stay that way until you reverse it back? It can be reversed back. I but mean, it, but it does stay that way until you change it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, as far as I know, it's a rule. It's not a law. It's and the rule in, is determined by the senators. It's they not, just yeah. It's not in the Constitution. There's no. There's no. You've read the Constitution. There's no. There's yeah, no I forgot such it already. word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's no such word in the Constitution. Uh, filibuster has been suspended or changed or. You know, whatever. But you you like to use the word compromise. You you love this fantasy of these two parties, you know, having different sets of ideals, but coming together to compromise and and making the best choices and picking the best from both sides that are that will benefit the country. Mm-hmm. And of course, I want to demolish all of that, but you still believe in that. Yeah. So, in the spirit of compromise, wouldn't you? I understand your passion for voting rights, and and I don't. I have not read these bills. So I don't know what's in them, mm-hmm. but. In the spirit of the overall big picture, I would think you would want something to protect really in how I see this forced compromise, which is you got to have 60 votes. Mm. I, I I don't necessarily. I mean, you know, the, 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 this attack on, on, this 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 coordinated strategically planned 10 year plus plan by the republicans to disenfranchise black voters in southern states is just jim crow all over again and i don't give a shit what you got to do to stop it it needs to be stopped so this for you is the hill that you die on like just do it now because the, the reality is, of course, you can change it back, but isn't the, isn't the argument, for example, Cinema and Mansion have said, I like the bills. We would vote for the bills. We're just not in favor of ending the filibuster because we know once the shoe's on the other foot, we're not going to like that. I don't know what the deal is. I, I, I think that um, there's – I don't think we know everything about the, this situation with them. So – I mean, but it's too late. I mean, uh, I don't understand that part. Time has passed. Well, because we're at the year mark. And so pretty much we're heading into election season. No voting rights bills are going to get passed during an election year. So it's not going to happen. What do you know? What do you know about what these bills actually do? With the stroke of a pen, what do they do? They protect. I mean, they. So here's the thing. There, there are a variety of laws that have been passed in a number of states, right? Mm-hmm. The one, Many of which we've the, talked about. The ones that we're concerned about are the ones where they have state, state Republican-controlled state houses have put in provisions so that elections can be overturned by the state legislature when they don't like the outcome. That's what they're doing. That's what they, so the these the voter right bills would would prevent that. They would stop that. They would make a federal law that says, hey, you can't overturn the election result in your state at the state level. That's it. That's what it's all about. Because the next time in Georgia that there's a a Democratic win, they have put in a procedure in place now where the Republican-controlled state legislature can overturn the results. How do you do that? Do you overturn it? You overturn it. You say, hey, this election selection is void. And And you got to do a new one? And yeah, we're, we're, 
you're going to have to re, you're have to read those individual state laws. But that's what the story is. That's the real problem. How many states that do you know? That along with all all other kind of things. Like well, a lot of the stuff we talked about. Preventing the, ballot boxes. Yeah, hours, days of the week, all that shit. Just, you know. How many states are you? do you think have a provision where you can overturn the results? Oh, I, I think that the laws are all pretty cookie cutter in, in all the states involved. It's like 19 Republican. So is that states. the big thing in the voting rights bills that essentially it protects um, mm, the, the final result yeah. and you can't you can't undo it? Yeah, it would prevent states from from, you know, making I mean, there's a couple there's there's two different ones. And one is more, you know, one would one would reinstate the 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 need to get Justice Department okay to to make election law changes in the state. And and that was put in place to stop southern states from enacting Jim Crow laws. Why did that go away? Did it have a sunset provision or what? Because because uh, you know the the when the how do I put this? When the when the Senate was in the in, was truly controlled by the Republicans, they they killed the law. They they let it sunset, right? It had been, what's the right word? Renewed. I don't. That's not the right word. But yeah, it had I know been what you mean. Re re upped many times since originally because everybody agreed it was the right way to handle this. But these corrupt motherfuckers that that were in there uh, up during the Obama administration, um, they you know just look. I mean, this is a McConnell situation, right? That Senate, that's that Republican-controlled Senate, prior to flipping it, you know, it's just they but were just here, the worst. How come I can't get you all the way home on this issue? You're well, so what issue? on voting rights. You're so passionate about it. Why can't I get you all the way home to agree with me to just make it the same nationwide? We wouldn't have these issues if we if we you know didn't allow the states to do it differently, fifty different ways. I. I'm okay with that. I mean, I guess the only the only thing I would say is, I mean, it's not important to me whether every state uses paper ballots as opposed to electronic submission. That's not important to me. That doesn't suppress the votes for marginalized. But what is important black. is a uh, remote, if you want to call it, if you want to use that term, a remote way to do balloting. So mail, email, uh telepathy whatever works i mean let's just make it easy well let's make it easy but but so i mean what i what i what i feel needs to be done at the national level is is to is our laws that prevent southern states and now it's not even the southern states it's republican controlled states from enacting laws that suppress the black vote. It's that simple. I, and that, to me, makes total sense. But to me, the solution is... Once again, we, we have come to the right conclusion. Yeah, but but the, but the strategy is, is just dumb. I mean, I, I just think we're making it more complicated than it needs to be. And the bottom line is, we've talked a lot about this, states' rights versus, you know, federal law. And, and surprisingly, sometimes you will defend states and, you know... Well, the, Honestly, I could flip a coin on the, any given day. Only, Let's just one or the other. No, no. The only look, I don't want every state to conduct every aspect of every election exactly the same way, because that will create a vulnerability for foreign intervention. I, right? But has that ever been a threat? 
Well, no, because there are 50 different ways to conduct. I just, to me, that's really far fetched. I mean, I I hear what you're saying, but so here. Look it up. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I will. But think about it. If I I, I understand why you would do things differently uh, for a variety of things in every state, but for a national election, all the states should do the same thing. Well, I mean, it, that that makes it easier for a bad actor to intervene and concoct a a, a way to subvert the entire election. I don't see it. They, it right now, there, there's no way for anybody to do that because there's 50 different independent election, you know, election bodies. In but place. we're not thinking big enough. We got to think bigger and say from pick a time, the 2024 election, the yeah. 28, whatever yeah. it is. There's a new system. Here's a national form. Here's a national website. Here's the, we're going to activate the chips we all gave you in the COVID vaccine. Whatever it is, we, we got to think bigger and just say it's going to be easy. It's going to be streamlined. It'll be secure. I mean, God damn it. If I want to watch a fucking movie on my streaming service, I have two point authentication. Well, I got to verify a code on my phone. I personally think that I personally think that every person of vote, Every eligible voter, right, in this country should be required by law to cast a ballot, period. Well, you're going one step further than me. Yeah, I mean, that's the way it is in Australia. And it's not a choice. Do we really want to be Australia? No, They're really. a disaster. <laughs> um, uh, look, I'm I'm all for that. But I, I think that, you know, it's a, this is a very serious, sad issue. And... And our discussion about mistakes that the Biden administration might be making is, I think it's going to be a mistake uh, if the if the if the black and and other minority constituents of the Democratic Party feel like the Biden administration did not try to deliver on what they promised during the campaign. And there's a lot about that coming out right now. Well, I think that the problem is, is that um, I think that I think Joe thought he could get the, the the second part of that infrastructure through and that that was and then because if he had accomplished that, the momentum would be there. But that hasn't happened. And re- whose fault it is, is is probably up for debate. Well, I'm going to defend Biden here because I was, I, which I never do, I was listening to Andrea Mitchell coming <laughs> over here, which I like her of all yeah. of the uh, liberal media. I like her. Um, she needs to go to radio. <laughs> she's in, I think, Geneva right now at some conference. <laughs> Whatever, on the radio. <laughs> Ageism. Get her face Ageism. off the TV. Well, I want attractive newscasters. That's all I can do. I know. You keep uh, staring at the screen over here. <laughs> Got to keep the, you focused. What are you trying to say about Andrea Mitchell or what are you trying to say about Biden? Uh, well, I, I said I'm going to defend Biden. I was listening to Andrea Mitchell and she did a report on uh, on you know Biden's performance and when you in my opinion when you ask an unfair question to somebody like Biden or any president and the, one of the questions was and they were doing a poll and they played a bunch of sound bites uh-huh. uh, has has president Biden turned his back on the black community no, has not. he not lived up to his promise to the black community they asked people black people and they were quoted in these sound bites give him a letter grade are you willing to vote for him in 24 those are unfair questions right. we're a year in Nobody gets shit done in a year. Right. I mean, <laughs> well, but but that's the problem, right? He he did, did he did so much more. He passed a two trillion dollar infrastructure bill. 
in the first year, early in the first year, something Obama never did, Bush never did it. It, it's been it's been fifty years since we had a decent infrastructure bill. More than that, yeah. So, I you know I mean he's done a lot. But already. I mean again, so I've also said this: it's unfair to give him that type of criticism, but it's also unfair to give him all the accolades too, because really, I mean he didn't pass it. it he's more of a shepherd to try to get both sides to agree mm -hmm. and what can we take out of here that's actually going to get through. One of the criticisms is that he's been acting more like a senator than a president. Well, that's what he knows. Well, I mean, it is, and and I think that's part of the reason why, you know, he was overconfident on getting the, re the, the second part of this thing through. It's a huge bite. It, it was a huge second bite at an apple. So for me... I just like to let the, that part of it go. I'm I'm sorry you're not getting the free childcare or whatever the fuck was in the second part of that. But so much free shit. There's two trillion dollars of hard infrastructure that got passed. He's the Democrats are managing to not get credit for it, and that's it's too because bad. all of their other messaging is terrible. Well, I, I agree. they won't shut the fuck up about COVID. Really, they won't. Well, <laughs> I mean, you know, it, now they're talking now they spend all their available real estate talking about Russia, which I mean, again, well, Russia invading I mean, Ukraine is bad. You have and a, the U.S. going to war with Russia is even worse. You have a huge problem, you know, going on there. Right? But is it the biggest problem? I often ask you that in that, well, you know, the, I mean, the flavor we, of the day. We, what is the biggest problem? We, That's we, not it. We did talk about this. I mean, how, you know, how it goes in Ukraine is going to set the stage for other more important actors such as China, how they're going to react to things and, and, you know, what's their aggression going to be like going forward. Right. If we let them see Russia invade Ukraine and there's no, there's no uh, consequences, they are going to take Hong Kong, Taiwan, yes. Singapore, and God knows what else they're going to, you know, they'll take, Japan. Eventually. Well, there you go, using that word let again. I mean, what what are we going to do? I mean, we're going to impose sanctions, but what's that going to do? Well, I mean, you get to a point where, I mean, some things, believe it or not, still going to, are still going to result in military action. Believe me, it's not over. So <clears throat> the, the goal here is to not let any of these international diplomatic crises get to the point where you have to take military action. No doubt. If Russia invades Ukraine, the most important thing that we can show China at that point is not that we could militarily intervene, is that we could we could get our allies in to choke them to death economically. But can means, we and will we? Well, I think that's that's you're saying that Biden's wasting his time on Russia right now. This is an effort. This is the this is the international foreign policy, right, that you did not see in the mm -hmm. Trump administration because they didn't know what they're doing. Well, here's why I say it's a waste of time. I don't disagree with everything that you said about the domino effect that can and would happen if they invade Ukraine. But much like infrastructure and how I liked how you frame that, you know, that the, the largest investment in all these decades, right. voting rights, to me, what I think is important is 
what are the things domestically, or just take that word out, what, what are the things that are the most important, the most, not that that's not important, but what are the things that are the most important to the American people? And in my opinion, right now, it happens to be domestic issues, not international issues, and not that they're not important. What's the domestic issues? Well, infrastructure, voting rights, well, COVID. Medicare, well, I can't, I can't, all those things. So I'm having a little fun. Maybe this is the COVID. Maybe. Right? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> We're a little trouble. Do you want them to? Inflation. Do you want them to work on those things or do you, or, or not? Because I, I mean, you're like, stop talking about I think that, COVID. Stop I think, talking about voting rights. <laughs> I think that they are suffering from the same COVID brain I have. They're not oh, focused. Well. They're just going, they're just plugging holes wherever the fires are. Yeah, I think it's just, it's going to be, I just don't think, yeah, it's not, it's not perfect. I mean, I can tell you that. So um, I think you should be happy that my check and balance uh, prognostications about how much the left of the Democratic Party was going to get accomplished, you know, pretty much went the way I said it was going to go. Are you fearful then that, I mean, really the window that's closing is on the midterms? So are you buying all the hype and well, what we're seeing in the press that Democrats real, are doomed? There's a real good chance that they're going to take a shellacking. I mean, are they going to turn the houses and stuff? I mean, depends how much again. And um, I mean, look back when the when <laughs> these dipshits controlled the Senate, you know, they still didn't really. Republicans do not seem to be able to legislate. They they. They are incapable of governing, right? Um, they're only the only thing they can do is. is we are going to get credit for that, by the way. What when we declared the Republican Party is dead? Well, we did. We, <laughs> we did declare that. So, um, I think it's all going the way we kind of thought it was going to go. At least the way I thought it was going to go. I never thought he was going to get both of those. I'm sorry to see that he went. I mean, there was a time where he could have said, hey, you know what? We're not getting the second bite at the infrastructure six months ago and turn turn to the voting rights. That's a winner um, on a national basis. Uh, most of the voters are in the are in the coasts, in the big cities. They're not in these fucking red states, right? Um, You're not going to say it like that, these fucking red states. Well, they're not. And, and uh <laughs> It, look, I'm not on a, I'm not on any kind of goodwill mission for the rest of the country. You are wearing a red shirt, not uh, your blue shirt. This is maroon. Not your comp- not your company <laughs> blue. We do have the blue curtains behind you, though. Um, I'm gonna start wearing a blue tie with these golf <laughs> shirts. You should. So I think that um, uh, had they had they stopped well before the holidays, and you know maybe four to six months ago. And start and turn the attention on voting rights when they could. I think they could have probably won that. Eventually, Mansion and Cinema are going to look like they're on the wrong side of that issue, and that's going to hurt even them. Assuming they are Democrats, I mean, maybe they're not. Well, what does that even mean anymore? I mean, see, to me, I don't know much about them, but what I like about a politician is if they are willing to vote for whatever they think is right, and irrespective of the party lines. That's not what's going on. Manchin Why not? Is, they, they, Manchin is drunk with power and cinema is an idiot. They both said they are in <laughs> favor of supporting the, the the voting rights bills. 
that's just a cheap way to try to be on the right side of that issue, but they're not willing to do anything to make it happen. Because what the ask is, is a, is a single ask. Well, you, you have control. Figure out another way. You have control of the Senate. You can bring a voting rights bill to the floor. That's right. And you can vote on it. They should do that. And if you get rid of the filibuster and, and make it a, a simple majority vote, you can pass it. If you're in favor of it, then do it. Otherwise, shut the fuck up. Stop trying to take credit for it. Well, who's, whose job is it to they're bring not, the bill to the floor? They're, they're people. They're states that they're from are not in favor of it. And they know it. Perhaps. But isn't that really the way it's supposed to work? Like I always say, these are your representatives. They're supposed to represent the the general consensus of the people in those states. Well, then Red is a Republican. (laughs) Well, who is it that changed their party affiliation? Was was somebody recently who did that? I don't know. I mean, that does happen. I want to say there was somebody while Trump was president who was, maybe it was in the House. Um, Somebody who was, a no, maybe it was a senator. So I was a high-profile person who went from a Republican to a Democrat. Yeah, I mean, it happens. You know, um, Trump was a Democrat at one time. So I mean, he was a Democrat the whole time. Oh, until he never was. Until he got behind uh, the abortion thing, Ugh. which I think he flip-flopped on. Where do we go from here? Your buddy, I read today, Andrew Yang. Yeah, is is on record now saying he has inside information that Biden will not run in 24. Um, well, I mean, he has inside information. That's what it's just what I read. I have inside information. <laughs> I thought you got it all out with those drinks you were drinking. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Did you get that one, folks? Did yeah. you follow that one? Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, uh, the, the goal was to get Trump out and, and we accomplished that. I mean, you know, the... The consecutive eight years of a Trump administration would have been catastrophic. So regardless of whether things flip back or whatever, I, I don't see Trump winning a general election. Again. I don't either. So I don't even think the Republicans. I don't think he will run. Yeah, I don't think so either. And I don't think Biden will run. No. No, I mean, the, the question is who can who can run instead of him, right? It's not her. It's not Harris. She's no. not. She's not. She's not polling well enough. So. She's not electable. Let's put it that way. Yeah, Buttigieg is still probably not there. So, um, hard to say. You know, um, what's her name? Uh, the female senator um, who ran in the primary, uh, the antitrust gal, Warren. Yeah, Klobuchar, your favorite. Klobuchar. Klobuchar. Yeah, but I think she's got the gravitas. What Yang is saying is this might open the door for. A third party. Now, maybe he's saying this just to, you know, shine some light on his party. What is it again? Forward? Forward party. But, you know. Well, I mean, does it open the door for a third party? I, I, you know, we talked a little bit about the forward party. Um, I'm encouraged with some of the things, if they're true. But I don't think they, I don't think they're a player in either of these upcoming elections. I don't know about that. You are taking such good care of yourself with all of your medical examinations, all these procedures that you're doing, what I'm saying is you're going to live for a long time and you're going to live long enough to see finally a third party candidate come in and break the curse of the two party system in this country. You know, it's, you know what party it's not going to (laughs) be. What's that? It's not going to be the libertarians. (laughs) It doesn't matter what it's called. As long as it's not a Republican or a Democrat, that really is the problem. Well, I mean, 
they're know, so locked up in their fucking craziness, both I, of them. I what I like about what little I've heard from Yang, and he I haven't heard anything since that initial announcement of the party and so forth. So maybe you're watching something I haven't seen, um, because it's far away from any election. So Yang's just not getting a whole lot of of, of press right now. But some of the things that he talked about, you know, I like some of the things I it wasn't overly wild about. Uh, you know, I'm a huge supporter of, you know, basic income stuff. I don't know. Um, it kind of rubs me the wrong way since I've never gotten any free money, although I enjoyed getting the whatever the hell it was, $2,400 I got during COVID, you know, it's, it's still sitting in my the stimulus money. Um, but I, I think that the disruption of the political process is what's needed not in the sense of destroying democracy and putting in uh, uh, a dictator like Trump, uh, the sense of shaking up the, the primary process, right? Making all the primaries open, get rid of the closed primaries, uh, open the doors for for people that don't have to sell their soul to one party or the Which other. Which could be done if we just make everything that I said, make it the same on a national level. If you're talking about a national election that affects everybody, then everything from the primaries to you know who can participate and what party affiliation, just make it easy and open. Who's well, the best person I, to lead I, us I'm, forward? I'm okay with that too, but um, um, I mean, you're I mean, you got a 50 state fight on your hands there. I don't see that happening. So, um, but I'm okay with that. I mean, if that could be done, I'm really okay with it. I my only real criteria for for the voting laws is that no segment of the population, especially any segment based on race is disenfranchised or, or their vote, their access to be able to vote is somehow suppressed. Who did, who just put their foot in their mouth about that? Was it McConnell? I don't know. Uh, where he said something about, he doesn't believe that there, that there's any attempt to block black voters because just as many black people vote as Americans, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> no, and some right. people were like, "What? what as, blacks are not Americans?" He's about as old and senile as, as uh, Biden and Trump together. I right? know that's the thing. I read something else. Somebody posted about Biden that if it was your grandfather who said some of the things that he said, you would be, actually be taking his car keys away. Right. <laughs> and yet he's the leader of the free world. Well, he got his, I guess he got his uh, foot in his mouth with this, you know, talk about, you know, uh, well, maybe there would be a different reaction for a minor incursion into uh, Ukraine. I mean, that, that was a, that was, that was a guffaw that, uh, you know, it's just, it's the way he talks, you know, it's, it, it's the way, especially, it's just the way he talks sometimes. It's the thing I dread the most about Biden, you know. Um, when he talks? Well, because when he says stuff like that, because he just, you know, he doesn't, sometimes he doesn't know when to just say the thing and then stop elaborating on it. Because when you try to, you know, say more nuanced things about something like that, you just get in trouble. I mean, he but, pissed off the president of Ukraine. He he drew fire from all sides about about that, saying, well, you know, so then he has to make public announcements and a full, and you know you've got Blinken talking with Soboroff today the 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 two you know the Russian and the American counterparts uh, you know secretaries of state and they're yeah, like, blowing each other about what what's not going to happen uh, you know I 
I don't know what Russia is doing. I don't think anybody does. I mean, Putin is a criminal. Why do you put 100,000 troops on the border if you're not going to do anything? You know, he's uh, he is um, he's like it's like having the head of the mafia run, you know, a major power. Right. I mean, you know, that country is I mean, they have military, but they have no money. They have no real power. They can blow some shit up, but, you know, they don't really there's just not really a force, you know, other than than this kind of shit where are we going to let them? Are we going to let them invade another country in Europe when we said for so long that we're not going to do that? And if you stand by and let them invade Ukraine, is Kazakhstan next? Which is the next one? They're already. Well, that really is the bigger question. And I've asked you this before. What's our role in the global, well, you know, protection of sovereign nations? Well, I think in Europe, we, we have to decide if we're with them or we don't care about them, right? I mean, Trump's whole thing was, we really don't care. You guys don't pay your share anyway. You're on your own. That was terrible, right? And so now we're trying to back down a huge political bully in in Putin with a fractured alliance, thanks to Donald. It wasn't fucked up before he came in. It yeah, was, it was strong. It wasn't. Well, I mean, certain alliances he broke, but it's not as if we have this, you know, kumbaya. He, what was it? The Axis and the uh, he fucked Allies? Up. <laughs> oh, God. He fucked up NATO so big. And then, um, and then you know, I mean, and then we managed to piss France off so hard. Macron is still butthurt. They were that. dicks to us for so many years. Well, they can take it a little not bit. Not a huge fan of the French. So. <laughs> <laughs> Voila. We. Are you Francais? No. That's good. You do like uh, buttered snails. Um, you know, that's a that's an amazing thing to me, too. You know, I, I didn't have a whole lot of uh, – I had some really good food. You know, you, you, it's hard to go to Hawaii and not experience some excellent dining, much like going to Northern Cal. I mean, you can go into any corner restaurant up in Northern California, up in the wine country, and get one of the best meals you've ever had in any cafe on any corner. It's kind of like that in Hawaii. It's like, oh my God. And uh, uh, can you get mediocre food? You can, but you got to kind of work at it because so many places, you know, but we, we know some good places. So did eat at a great place in um, uh, Oahu. I don't, you never go there. Huh? I mean, occasionally. Yeah, in, in Waikiki, we, we <clears throat> ate at a restaurant called Wolfgang. It's nothing to do with Wolfgang Puck. Good branding, though. Yeah, good branding. I thought it was Wolfgang Puck's, but it's not. That's why you went there. Yeah, it was, uh, it's, uh, it was just uh, – it's a steakhouse. It was just fantastic. It's Wolfgang Steakhouse is what it is. And when are you going to be a good Democrat and stop eating steak? Uh, never. And by the way, now that you mention that – I want to put a plug in. If anybody out there has not or is not watching or doesn't plan on watching um, Yellowstone, you really need to watch it. Right? Well, I'm not caught up on the new season. I've started uh, it. That, uh, Where are you? Um, I just uh, – let me think here. I have uh, – did we finish it? No. What is it? Season four, right? That's yeah, what they're on? Uh, we finished it last night, season four. Watched it on uh, – I don't know. Watch it on uh, Paramount or something. Um, 
It's not this easy to find. It was all on Peacock. Four seasons are on. Yeah. Three seasons are on Peacock. Season four. I just finished this. Excellent. So you haven't watched season four? I'm on season four. On season I'm four. like maybe halfway through it. Okay. Yeah. So good. We bounce around. There's a great, um, there's a great, one of the scenes, not going to give anything away here. There's some protesters involved in, uh, uh, so, and, uh, you know, animal rights protesters that got brought into the plot line. And um, so John Dutton, the main carry, the patriot, Kevin Costner, Kevin Costner, it's his retort to uh, the head. Tell me, he says what I say. Well, he says that he goes when you know he goes you know when you grow your sorghum or wheatgrass or whatever the fuck you people eat. He goes when you plow the ground under, you kill every snail, every worm, every he every frog. You kill everything when you plow that ground under. He goes. So the real question is, how cute does something have to be before you give a shit? <laughs> exactly. Right. So I thought that was awesome. I, he could have said, the day. A cow puts a man on the moon. We'll give two shits about cows. <laughs> Wait a minute, that's you. I know. <laughs> anyway, Yellowstone, great show. If you're not watching it, uh, it's a great show. And uh, season five is supposed to start filming in uh, March of this year. So we're away. That's off. the other thing. All the good shows were delayed because of COVID. Like Ozark is back, which is excellent. Did is you ever it, watch I that? I watched that. So Dude, that you got to watch it. It's one of those shows that starts off good and only gets better. I'll put that on my list. That's a really good one. I just burned through these shows so fast. But that, here's right? the thing. And that I, my wife and I do this too. And then we, we get somewhere and we feel like we need to slow down because we're burning through it. And then sometimes <laughs> we got three or four going on at a time. I'm like, we got to finish it. If this was a movie, a two-hour movie, we wouldn't think twice about finishing it, start to finish. Let's watch it. But on yeah. a series, it could be like, what was another great one? Did you watch White Lotus on HBO? Uh-oh, I haven't watched White Lotus. Last summer, fucking hilarious. It was a six-part miniseries. I know you like your miniseries. Is it a comedy? It's a dark comedy Yeah. about a, a bunch of you know white and title people on a ho- in a hotel in, a hotel. in, in Hawaii. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but of course, everyone's got their problems. Yeah, it's I fucking fantastic. It. Yeah. You know... I don't find myself watching comedies much anymore. <laughs> I used to watch sitcoms all the time. It's because you're dead inside. Yeah. <laughs> done, done laughing. No. <laughs> I just like dramas. Uh, you know, but so many, uh, I have all the streaming services. Oh my God. Can I even name them? I no. have, I have. And now you're paying twice as much as what you pay for satellite. Netflix, Prime, Paramount, HBO Max, AT&T, DirecTV, whatever you want to call that. Um, Disney, Hulu, Paramount, The Pigeon. No. You should never be bored with all of the the options that you have. Fuck. And then you get get to the end of one of these shows, you're like, it's going to be like a year and a half, two years or something. You know, it's not like the old days where you you got to the end of a season, you're like, three months, the new season starts, right? They'll be back. No, no, no way. Uh, Everything takes like two years to get back to. But they take their time. New new season of uh, Westworld. Is coming. I never watched that. You never watched Westworld? No. Well, you're for a treat. Just watch. Start watching the whole thing. I mean, if you if you want something to watch, you have HBO Max, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Just watch Westworld. Just start now because by the time you get through that, uh, the new season will be on. Succession. Did you ever watch that? No, but that's on that's my a list good one. Too. Yeah, I heard a lot about that. Um, yeah, so many good shows. They were gone for a while. 
succession. Mm-hmm. Well, well everybody was time. because of COVID. Ted Lasso, they're not even going to start shooting that season three till I think, February. I have not watched Ted Lasso. You got to watch that one. It's a comedy, right? Yes. I, I don't want to be happy. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> what did Robert Plant say? Anybody remember laughter? <laughs> oh, wow. I didn't know you had Robert Plant quotes. Uh, of course. Awesome. I have it all. Yeah, it's coming great. back. <laughs> well, let's end on a high note. Are you, yeah, you had enough fun yeah, for today, no, my good. friend? It's so good to be back and uh, and talk the talk and walk the walk. Absolutely so. it is. And please, over the next few days, check your temperature. <laughs> all right. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> Bye. Oh. 